Welcome to Christian Natural Health with naturopathic Dr. Lauren DeVille. Christian Natural Health is the podcast on how to get and stay healthy God's way. You'll hear topics on nutrition, exercise, sleep, avoiding toxicity, meditating on scripture, what supplements to take, stress management, defeating anxiety and worry, how to reconcile Eastern medicine approaches with Christianity and a whole lot more. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lauren. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Natural Health. Today, I'm going to be talking about an anti-aging nutrient that you probably never heard of. NAD, or niacinamide adenide dinucleotide, is a derivative of niacin, vitamin B3. It turns out to be critically important to a host of different physiological processes. Many of these processes relate directly to energy production, cellular repair, and anti-aging. The two most physiologically useful forms of vitamin B3, at least for the purposes we're discussing here, are NAD and NADH. These are the oxidized and reduced forms of the same molecule, respectively. Other forms include niacin or nicotinic acid, which are two names for the same molecule if it weren't confusing enough already. Uh, This version is the one commonly used to lower lipid levels and it can cause flushing at high doses unless the extended release version that doesn't hit the bloodstream all at once is used. The concern with this approach to lipid lowering is the potential for elevating liver enzymes, which increases with the no-flush form. Inositol hexaniacinate, or hexanicotinate, is niacin complexed with inositol, which is another way to avoid flushing. Niacin can be converted into niacinamide, also called nicotinamide. Niacinamide can also be synthesized via the amino acid tryptophan. Niacinamide does not generally cause flushing, but it also has very little effect on lowering lipid levels. It's a closer precursor to the NAD and NADH forms than niacin is, but there are some potential downsides to using it for that purpose, which I'll get to in a bit. Nicotinamide riboside and nicotinamide mononucleotide are also versions of niacinamide or nicotinamide, if you can keep all that straight. It is possible to take reduced niacinamide adenine dinucleotide, which is NADH directly, and that can convert into NAD. All of the previous forms of niacin that can uh, that I've mentioned here can eventually convert into NAD as well, though they're not all created equal when it comes to the NAD benefits. Okay, so getting into NAD and why we care. The oxidized form of NAD, which is NADH, is one of two primary electron carriers which enter the electron transport chain of the mitochondria, ultimately resulting in the production of ATP, which is the body's primary energy currency. When NADH passes off its electron in the electron transport chain, it becomes NAD again. So in a very direct way, NAD and NADH are necessary for the energy production that drives the body's metabolism. The body gets two benefits from this exchange, an increase in ATP and an increase in NAD. The mitochondria are very efficient in this process. ATP is energy produced from food, starting from either glucose or fatty acids, but the body won't produce more ATP than it can use. If too many electrons attempt to enter the electron transport chain at once, because we're ingesting more calories than we can burn, they tend to leak out into the mitochondria. The other name for unpaired electrons are free radicals, which cause oxidative damage, leading to inflammation, mitochondrial damage, and potentially cell death when the damage becomes severe enough. One of the best ways to prevent this process of mitochondrial damage is also one of the best ways to increase NAD production, and that's calorie restriction. This means the mitochondria isn't bombarded with electrons it can't use. 
Another great way to increase NAD involves the other side of the coin, which is using calories you do have via exercise. So even though the above the approaches that I just mentioned involve recycling NAD already available, supplementation has been shown to increase NAD in the mitochondria directly. I suspect this is why niacin has been shown to be beneficial for lipid metabolism too. It provides a key coenzyme necessary for turning fatty acids into energy. NAD and NADH can also be depleted by other metabolic processes besides ATP production though. Okay, so Enzymes called poly-ADP ribose polymerase, which are PARPs for short, for obvious reasons, nobody wants to say that over and over again, identify and tag damaged DNA for repair. But just like the mitochondrial engine requires fuel to work, so too does the PARP enzyme. Its preferred energy source is, guess what, also NAD. Not surprisingly then, severe DNA damage can deplete available NAD by 20 to 30 percent. The longer we live, the more damage we accumulate from various toxins and oxidative stress. Since higher NAD is correlated with increased metabolic efficiency, this is one potential reason why metabolism declines with age. NAD depletion for repair purposes potentially means more than just slowing down metabolism. It can also directly speed the aging process. So uh, silent information regulator proteins, or sirtuins, because we, again, need a, some, something to shorten that, uh, these manage a number of important cellular processes apparently connected to longevity. Sirtuins also run on NAD, so what boosts one boosts the other. Sirtuin activity also is correlated with exercise, fasting, and caloric restriction. Because of this, higher sirtuin activity is therefore inversely correlated with insulin resistance and obesity. In other words, higher NAD appears to make you younger. Of course, since increased PARP activity depletes NAD, it will impair sirtuin activity as well. We already knew this intuitively. Increased DNA and cellular damage speeds the aging process. This is just a more concise way to describe the mechanism behind it. So while most efficient means the most efficient means of improving NAD levels is to avoid the toxicity that would trigger PARP activity in the first place and to engage in regular exercise and caloric restriction, there are dietary and supplementary approaches to increasing NAD levels as well. So as I mentioned before, the body can create NAD from the amino acid tryptophan, producing quinolinic acid as an intermediate. This isn't very efficient, though. It takes on average around 60 milligrams of tryptophan to make even one milligram of niacin, so it's kind of a last resort. The body only activates this pathway when the NAD levels are really low relative to the demand. Due to feedback inhibition, niacinamide has been associated with sirtuin inhibition, though that's debatable. Until its relationship to sirtuins becomes clearer, it's probably not the best choice for NAD supplementation. NADH has been suggested as a sirtuin inhibitor for the same reason, though it appears that this is this only occurs at very high concentrations. It's that makes it still a reasonable choice for supplementation. Nicotinamide riboside appears to be the most efficient supplementary form to convert NAD uh, to convert into NAD, which surpasses the uh, surpassing even the nicotinamide mononucleotide option. It has also been shown to enhance sirtuin activity, improving use of lipids for energy, and protecting against diet-induced obesity. Unfortunately, nicotinamide riboside is not cheap. Quercetin, the supernutrient of the moment, is an alternate way to increase both NAD and sirtuin activity. 
Bicolin, which is an extract of Chinese skullcap or Scutellaria bicolensis, it's the, is the Latin name for that, also stimulates sirtuin activity, as does apigenin, which is an extract of chamomile. So bottom line, more studies are needed to clarify the NAD and PARP and sirtuin relationship to aging, but the basic recommendations to increase your NAD levels are neither new nor surprising. It just gives you another reason to do what you knew you should be doing anyway, especially coming up to uh, New Year's resolution time. So the bottom lines are engage in regular exercise, incorporating both strength training and cardio. Uh, Consider occasional short fasting or intermittent fasting. Eat real food and only as much of it as you need, maybe a little bit less than you need. Decrease your electromagnetic field exposure where you can because this is a known mitochondrial toxin. Optimize your detox pathways. Make sure your multivitamin or or your B vitamin has enough niacin to act as a precursor at least, so that's 15 to 25 milligrams. It's sufficient under normal conditions, assuming that you're not dealing with massive DNA damage. And you can also consider supplementing with nicotinamide riboside or NADH if you've already done the uh, the recommendations I just mentioned. Quercetin and a combo including bicolin and apigenin are also good options. Chamomile tea even, you're going to get some apigenin from that. And that's another way that you can help to optimize this process. All right, so I will link in the show notes to the review this the or the blog post that this comes from. Thanks for joining me and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Christian Natural Health. This show is run by you. So please write in with topic and guest suggestions for future shows. For more great content, subscribe to Dr. Lauren's blog at www.drlaurendeville.com or follow her on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Lauren DeVille. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to share it with your friends and give us a five-star rating in iTunes. It really helps us to stand out so other people can discover great content as well. Have a great week and God bless you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared To podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.